Welcome to the Peppered Podcast, where food and beverage marketing professionals get seasoned talk on how to grow and manage their brands. Hey everyone, this is Jamie Olibach coming at you on the Peppered Podcast. And today's show is going to be a little different than past shows because I'm doing my first ever monologue. And I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite topics when it comes to food and beverage marketing, and that's appetite appeal. In fact, we're going to be talking about the art and science of appetite appeal. You know, they say that love is the strongest human emotion. Well, I would venture to say that the love of food ranks right up there as one of the strongest emotions. Think about how often we fantasize about food and eating over the course of our day. You know, the anticipation of it, how we think about it, how we imagine it, um, how our minds take us to that special place when we think about food. We romanticize it, thinking about that special meal or that snack or that beverage or the dessert or, or, or whatever it is, and we build it up in our mind. So what is it that leads us down this road of food fantasy? Think about when you see a red lobster commercial, how all of a sudden it makes you crave lobster or shrimp or crab. Or when you see that thick, juicy, delicious steak sizzling from the grill and watch the knife cut into that mouth-watering piece of beef, don't you just want to head to Longhorn or Outback Steakhouse? Or run to the store and pick up a ribeye and throw it on the grill yourself? And then there's those darn beer ads. You know, they leave you dying for a cold one when it comes to it. I mean, you get the point. There are things that lead us to that place of food fantasy. And we can fight the feelings when we see these commercials or these ads or whatever it is. But we're eventually going to give in. It's the art and science of appetite appeal. And every food and beverage marketer should know this. And I'm sure they do. I mean, come on. We're selling food here, right? If we can't entice consumers to crave our brand and desire our product and get hungry or thirsty for it, we might as well pack it in. But you know, so often these fundamental principles of food marketing just slip through the cracks and they lose their importance somehow in the hierarchy message. And I don't know why that is. And I think we need to get back to the grassroots of marketing as food and beverage marketers and, and just focus on what it is that makes consumers crave our products. But the fact remains that the mere sight of delicious food is scientifically proven to be the primary factor in driving impulse purchases, which 90% of all consumers admit to making. The goal of a great video, film, or photography isn't simply to capture the moment. It's more about inviting consumers into the moment. It must be aspirational, inspirational, bring them back to a memory, trigger a craving uh, that starts that food fantasy. It's the story that starts your relationship with that consumer. Appetite appeal. In my opinion, and I've talked about this a lot, appetite appeal has two fundamental driving forces, science and art. So let's talk about the science first. The scientific aspect of appetite appeal all starts with our metabolic need to eat. It's naturally built right into us for survival. We need food. We need nutrients to fuel our bodies. This is one aspect, but our bodies are also equipped with senses that create our cravings and desire for food. 
what we see, hear, taste, smell, and touch. These are sensory inputs that stimulate the release of powerful mood-altering brain chemicals called neurotransmitters. They create the impulse or the desire to eat. Most feelings of hunger are purely emotional, not physical. We think that as soon as we hear our stomach rumble or as soon as we feel hungry that we automatically need food, and that is just not the case. It's more emotional most of the time. When we see something that looks delicious, although we might not even be hungry at the moment, the mesolimbic segment in our brain, sometimes referred to as the reward pathway, it lights up like a Christmas tree saying, feed me. It's the dopamine effect. Our brains are putting us in high pleasure-seeking mode. And the only thing that will satisfy and switch that off is when we consume what we're craving at the moment. Pretty cool, right? Most of the time, consumers purchase what they believe will satisfy them. This can happen at home or on the go or in store. But no matter where they are, believe me, You want to be part of the equation to help satisfy their craving. This is crucial for food and beverage brand professionals to understand. Many times as marketers, we get caught up in so many different ways and forms to communicate to consumers. We get tied up in complex branding like brand personas and personalities, brand pyramids, and other things that result in a lot of clutter in our communication. What we're talking about here is a fundamental key to success in food and beverage marketing. It's science. It's not rocket science, but it's science nonetheless. So let's move on to the art of appetite appeal. In addition to the science behind hunger and craving and appetite, there is also an artistry to this uh, that ties directly to the emotional aspect of, of marketing food and beverage brands. So let's move on to the art of appetite appeal. In addition to the science behind hunger and cravings and appetite, there's also an artistry to it that ties directly to the emotional aspect of eating and drinking. The art of marketing food and beverage is something that every brand manager should be intimately familiar with. We eat with our eyes and imagination long before we actually ever eat or taste anything. The artistry of your brand has to draw consumers in with what they see, hear, and experience. It has to paint a picture or tell a story that creates a desire and a craving and a hunger for your brand. Food just flat out makes us feel better. It satisfies. And the art of this is highly emotional. The art side of appetite appeal has to move people, just like art in and of itself is emotional and it moves. When you see a painting or something that's just a a beautiful piece of art, it just moves us. And we have to be able to replicate that in our marketing. In creating appetite appeal for advertising, the primary goal is to tap into as many senses as possible. We want to try to mimic what people experience in real life. For instance, referring back to my intro where we talk about the, the commercials for steak, 
Of course, you can't smell or taste that steak on the TV or on the computer screen, but you can, however, tap into someone's memory. So, for instance, someone's out to eat and they, they, the waiter puts this, this just delicious steak in front of them, hot, juicy, sizzling, and it's steaming, and your senses are on high alert. That feeling is then stored in your memory banks waiting to be resurrected. So the goal of appetite appeal in advertising is to come as close as we can to recreating that real-life experience and let the brain do the rest of the work. We tap into that experience, that emotion, that pleasure, bringing back to life the dopamine effect that you had when you first experienced it. No matter what type of food or beverage brand you are working on, these same principles apply. People crave all kinds of food and drink throughout the course of their their day and their week. Our goal as marketers is to tap into that emotion, to tap into those senses that will trigger consumers to crave your brand. Now, the art of appetite appeal isn't simply visual or video or pictures. There's also an artistry to the words. Although although they say a picture is worth a thousand words, it takes far less words to tell a compelling story much less than a thousand. A story that taps into both the art and the science of appetite appeal. A single word can trigger thousands of memories and tap into emotions that single the brain to activate our senses to want to eat or drink. I'm not talking about the typical food words like delicious or tasty or mouthwatering or cliche, nonsensical, foodie words and phrases that no one uses or understands, although there can certainly be a place and a time for these. But think about words and phrases like small batch, or cold brewed, or barrel aged, or craft style, or slow braised, or handcrafted. When you use words like these, it makes your brain feel different, special, or unique, they can elevate or position your brand in a very distinctive way. It really, it romanticizes your brand and gets people thinking in a completely different way. Consumers love the idea of having something that's limited, uh, in limited supply or not available to everyone, or it feels very special. These kind of words can really take your brand to another level. And there's an artistry to these types of words. And let's not forget about the words that connect your brand emotionally with consumers like anticipation. Um, Remember the old Coke word, anticipation, anticipation. Oh, I didn't get that quite right, but you get the point. That words like dreaming or or magical or, or honest or comfort or energize or independent. Just to name a few, these are just some examples of different types of of wording that, that can be used in an artistic way to evoke deep feelings in people. Words can tap into emotion that drive appetite appeal and can go well beyond words that simply describe taste or flavor. We often get caught up in very functional words as well. Words can tap into the emotion that drive appetite appeal. They can trigger the brain to crave and ultimately lead to trial. And if you're lucky, 
brand loyalty. So as I wrap this thing up, I'm getting a little tired of hearing myself talk. I don't know if you are not, but appetite appeal applies to all food and beverage brands, whether you're a snack or a drink or a veggie or a protein, natural product, organic food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, doesn't matter. Everything that we eat and drink needs to have that high level of appetite appeal. When it comes to the art and science of appetite appeal, as brand marketers, you have to seriously assess and critically look at your brand assets, your fundamental brand messaging. You have to be able to objectively review the imagery and the words being used on your packaging and point of sale and advertising, and not only ask the tough questions of yourself and internally, but also get the right kind of research in place that's going to assure that the, the branding that you have in place is evoking the right type of emotion. You have to be able to carefully critique the production quality of your video and TV and radio and online content. As with all great art, creating appetite appeal takes time, talent, and treasure. And many times people are too close to this to really be able to give it that critical eye, or they've been doing it for so long the same way that they've just kind of lost touch with what makes effective appetite appeal. Done correctly, it makes a measurable difference as to whether consumers will purchase your brand or another brand that appeals to them more or appeals to their senses more. It's an art and it's a science. The art and science of appetite appeal. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. I hope you found this show interesting, a little bit of a different twist than what I typically do. Um, I, I really, I don't ever take you for granted. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, if you if you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the Pepper Podcast on your listening platform of choice. I'd love to hear from you. I can be reached at jamie at alabach.com. That's J-A-M-I-E at A-L-L-E. E-B-A-C-H dot com. Catch you next time on the Peppered Podcast. You've been listening to Jamie Allabach on the Peppered Podcast, where we bring seasoned talk for food and beverage marketing and brand professionals. Let's grow your brand together. Together.